Wow, welcome back to 518 Woods and Water. Um, the the spring is, is here. It's March 10th. We feel uh, some warm days coming in uh, in a row. Lakes are opening up down here in the capital region. I know people have been out on the, the Hudson and some other bodies of water just slamming the walleyes. So it feels great going on hikes, going on walks, daylight savings time. So that's great. Today I had the opportunity to sit down with Tamara Beal up at the Grafton Lakes State Park Welcome Center. Had an awesome discussion with her. Um, all the opportunities up there. Take kids up there. Take your friends. Go check out the Visitor Center. It is beautiful. And then there's a great opportunity for some awesome hikes. Um, remember, you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iTunes, and Google Play Podcast. Uh, thank you. Please subscribe to them and let us know how we're doing at 518woodsandwater at gmail.com. Welcome to the 518 Woods and Water Podcast, where each week we will have interesting conversations about all things woods and water. Welcome back to 518 Woods and Water. I'm up here at Grafton in the beautiful visitor center with uh, Tamara Beal. And uh, Tamara, thanks for inviting me up here and tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Um, so I am a New York native. I come from central New York. So I am uh, actually just started working in this position about three months ago. Um, so I'm very excited to be working at Grafton Lake State Park, um, and I absolutely love interpretation. I absolutely love the outdoors. I've had many jobs across the country, so, but I'm excited to be back in my home state. Um, and I've worked in the Finger Lakes region and now this region. And so it's kind of fun being able to be in your home state, be able to um, talk about the things that you've seen your whole life and get to experience uh, that. And, and growing up, what was your connection with the outdoors? How did you get out in the outdoors as a, as a child? Yeah, so um, my mom absolutely loves the outdoors uh, when we were kids the first thing we did when we got home from school was go outside and then we come in and do mm -hmm. our homework so it was always like first thing in your brain is like getting outside doing sports uh, i always loved sports as well um, but even for my mom's like mother's day other families might go out to eat or something no we go on a hike mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah it's, from a very young age a love of outdoors and hiking was instilled i uh i was reading a newspaper article and as a senior you reported uh hobbies anything outside <laughs> and, and that's and that's great that's, you've done your homework <laughs> I, I did I did um, so you're here now um, what is the Grafton Welcome Center yeah so the uh, Grafton Welcome Center um, was actually just created about 
less than two years ago. It's going on its second anniversary this Memorial Day. Um, and it is a space that allows us to actually have programs and have um, animals as well. We do have a barred owl, two box turtles, a painted turtle, and brook trout. So we have those as education animals. Uh, then we have a space that is great for kids to come of all ages to enjoy the different interpretive panels. Um, and we also, you know, we give programs here, but the Welcome Center is this great space for all these people to come together um, and enjoy this park. Yeah, it's a beautiful space. I see snowshoes. I would assume they're getting packed up this time of year. Um, Yep, not, not as much uh, use with our snowshoes right now. We actually don't have any snow on the ground. Today it reached almost 60 degrees outside, which is crazy, but also very welcomed in my opinion. I am ready for spring. Um, but yeah, probably the snowshoes may not get uh, much more use this season, but you never know. So this space houses a lot of things. Um, who can benefit from the Welcome Center? Yeah, so um, definitely younger kids, of course. There's lots of things for them to get their hands on. Um, it's very uh, friendly with think, touching things, um, but it's also good for older kids. We have a craft room where we keep uh, crafts for a younger kid and an older uh, kid range, and that changes every month. So we try to do a new theme every month. Um, and besides that, um, we do have a barred owl, which this is the first time that it's being told out loud. Um, I've been working, uh, training it on my glove. Okay. So my hope is to eventually have a program, maybe next April, um, and be able to show people why barred owls are cool, um, why they have specific adaptations. And working with animals hands-on is uh, one of my favorite things. Yeah, it's a... Um when you Google the Craft uh, and Welcome Center, um, our former guest, uh, Richelle Ford, is one of the pictures that comes up and she does a Birds of Prey uh, presentation. That's, that's awesome. So that's great that you'll be able to do that in-house. Yeah, and I mean, we also have a campfire space outside, um, so it allows for programs. Sometimes we have campfires as a part of the program, so we actually just had that for a leap year program we had about two weeks ago. So it's a nice space. We have indoor as well as outdoor. We have bird feeders outside, so uh, one of the programs we love to give is birds and bagels. People come and they get to watch the birds on the feeders. Mm -hmm. um, and you're welcome to come anytime you want to watch the birds on the feeders. And we keep track of what birds we're seeing day to day as well. Okay. Um, so so you're, you're an um, environmental educator. Um, what does it take to become an environmental educator? Like, what do you have to do? Yeah, so the thing with environmental education is it can actually connect to a lot of different majors in college. I know a lot of people who are environmental educators that did not start in a biology or environmental science major, um, but the things that they learned in college helped. Me, I did do a biology and environmental science major, so I went the normal route. Um, but after college, I did not have much experience, and so one of the great things that I decided to do was join AmeriCorps. Um, AmeriCorps is basically the domestic version of Peace Corps. Mm -hmm. uh, you do um, apply for specific jobs. They don't put you in things as much as you apply for specific jobs, and um, 
I did three different AmeriCorps terms, each one I applied to separately. Uh, the first one, I was studying the migration of bats. The second one, I was working as an environmental educator and a tour guide in the Finger Lakes region. And then the third one, I was out in Montana uh, working as an event planner and a tour guide. Um, so amazing experiences that get you that experience um, that all of jobs want you to have. <laughs> they all require you to have at least a year of experience. Um, so this is a nice kind of inner in between uh, mm -hmm. these two needing a job and outside of college type of thing. Okay. Yeah. So now what do you do to get outdoors now? Oh, I love to go hiking. Uh, I love to go camping. One of the great things about being in Montana when I lived there last year is there is just endless amounts of outdoor activities, mm -hmm. kayaking, canoeing, um, and so I tend to try to spend as much time as I can outside, which I'm very happy that the time has changed now and Oof. it's not dark till almost 7.30. I was outside until 7.20 last night. I was mm -hmm. trying to drink up all the warmth, uh, which I would love to do again tonight. Yeah, Yeah, we scheduled this. Uh, we didn't check Mother Nature's calendar <laughs> when we scheduled the, yeah. a, a podcast, which we have to be indoors right now when we're doing. Um, so... Um, Trails. Grafton's got a lot of trails here. Um, what's your, have you been out on them yet? What are you? Yeah. So um, interesting thing is this park has about 2,500 acres and about 25 miles of trails. So lots of trails, lots of things to do both in the winter and the summer. We are open year round. Um, and so people love to come and do snowshoeing, come and do hiking, trail running. Uh, we have trails, we have six different lakes, Grafton Lakes State Park is known for its lakes or its ponds, but no, there is no actual lake named Grafton Lake. <laughs> um, and so there are trails that go right by these ponds. I got an absolutely beautiful view of the full moon last night hiking along the ponds uh, as well as the sunset. Um, and the trails are very rooty and very rocky though, so keep that in mind um, when thinking about how long you might want to go on a hike. But one thing we do really highlight is we have a fire tower. Uh, this fire tower was restored um, and it is about a three mile hike um, from the nearest parking lot. Yeah, yeah we've, we've done that hike uh, several times with my family and it is a great, um, a great view. And, and just yeah. getting up on top of the plateau there and just looking. Yeah, 360 view from yeah. top of the fire tower. I actually just got to see it for the first time yesterday. So oh, that's awesome. it's fresh in my brain. Awesome. Um, so um, there's a lot to do up here at Grafton. Um, what are the hours of Grafton State Park? So the hours of the park itself uh, this time of the year are 8 to 5. Pretty much in general, it's dawn to dusk. Um, but this time of the year, it's 8 to 5, and then come summertime, those hours get extended. Um, and then the visitor center or welcome center itself is 9 to 5, or sorry, 9 to 4 uh, every day except for Tuesday. Right now, we're closed on Tuesdays. Okay. Uh, after Memorial Day, we are open seven days a week. Yeah. Uh, and then what are the, um, the big uses of the park at different times of the year? Yeah, definitely. So we get around 250,000 people coming through um, throughout the year. In the summer, most people know us as a place to go to the beach. <laughs> and the beach is huge here in the summer. 
Um, and in fact, some people who come in the summer don't even realize that we are open year round. Um, in, the, in the fall, we do have a trick-or-treat trail uh, in October, so we try to highlight uh, some of the fall festivities in mm -hmm. that. And then all winter, we are a great place to go uh, snowshoeing. If we have lots of snow, also go cross-country skiing. Um, in January, we have our huge winter fest yep. that attracts thousands of people. Uh, and then in the spring, um, it's a nice place uh, to enjoy getting in the uh, kayaking type um, experiences as well. Awesome. Yeah, as, as this temperature starting to warm up outside, it's really great to, to feel that and hear the birds. I mean, you, you, even for the past month and a half uh, or the past uh, half a month, you, you go outside in the morning and you start to hear that the change is coming. And that's yeah. Spring is... It's one of the great things about having a park with 2,500 acres. Um, you have places where different birds like to be. Mm -hmm. uh, and actually, just yesterday, I was hiking, and we found a barred owl nest. Oh, wow. So very, very cool. I was freaking out um, hiking with my brother, who's not a bird fanatic, but he was still very excited. <laughs> so, yeah, lots of wildlife here. And uh, there's a lot of events coming up in the near future. You want to point out some of those? Yeah, so um, for this month, we have a lot of programs. Uh, each month, we do have full moon hikes. Uh, our full moon hikes actually just happened this past uh, Friday and Saturday, so we will have some full moon hikes in April, which are not quite scheduled yet. Uh, we also always have uh, yoga classes. So we do have a yoga class this coming Saturday, March 14th at 10 a.m., um, and then also another yoga class um, at the end of the March, end of the month, uh, March 28th. Um, we also are very excited to have um, a citizen science project that we're starting to highlight this month. So there is a um, invasive species called hemlock woolly adelgid. It affects um, eastern hemlock trees. And so we will have a hemlock woolly adelgid info session where you'll learn how we survey the trees and if you wanna come back and survey the trees at another time. Uh, that is Saturday, March 21st at 10 a.m. Um, and then a lot of the thing we always like to do is have hikes and kind of uh, informational story times. Um, so we have a hike on um, Saturday, March 14th at 1 p.m a story time at, on Sunday, March 22nd at 10 a.m., and then a spring hike um, Sunday, March 29th at 10 a.m. as well. Um, one thing that is kind of uh, another highlight for this month, it is uh, maple sugaring season now. Yep. So we do have an event um, over Maple Weekend. Uh, on Saturday, March 21st, we're going to have a demonstration of backyard uh, maple sugaring where you can learn how to do it in your own backyard, just like we will be just demonstrating. And that is at 1 p.m. Um, the best thing to do for any of these is to call the park and register. Mm -hmm. Some of them do have uh, requirements of how many people uh, can go on them. So that number is 518-279-1155. There is a charge for a few of these events as well that ranges only from about 2 to $4. Okay. 
So I want to go back to that citizen scientist. Mm -hmm. um, let's explain that a little bit. What, what exactly is a citizen scientist? Yeah, so it's um, exactly how it sounds. It's a scientist who is a citizen. So what's great about having people who are interested in science, who are interested in nature, is there's only so many actual scientists. And so they can't get all the data, all the information that is needed to really understand how ecosystems and the natural world is working. And so the scientific world employs people of just normal citizens to help uh, discover and help do this data. Mm -hmm. And so we actually have a number of projects at the park, um, including the Hemlock Woolly Adelgid one, um, and we'll be doing them throughout the next few months, uh, having different things that people can get involved in, whether it be trees, birds, um, uh, amphibians, or even insects. Okay. So when, when like New York State um, uh, Environment Conservation reaches out to me, um, after turkey season and gives me a survey. Am I kind of am I kind of doing a citizen scientist when yeah. he asks me how many fawns I've seen or what yep, I've seen definitely. in the woods? Okay. Yeah, so anytime they're getting data from you um, that, and then they're compiling it, it's again things that they just, there's no way they could get all of this information themselves. And it's a great way to stay involved in your local community, your local park, um, organization, whatever. And... Uh, yeah, so uh, when you get those surveys, make sure you complete them. Uh, is there any, they can call the park to, to set that up as a citizen scientist or come on March 21st uh, yeah, to so learn about the, what's it called, the Wooly? Hemlock Wooly Adelgid. It's, it's named Wooly based on this like wool that goes around this insect to try to hide it and protect it yeah um but yeah you could, you're welcome to call the park to ask about our different citizen science projects or just stop in if you happen to be coming by to go hike um there's some that we could literally just hand you a paper and you go mm -hmm. and with a little bit of instruction go and look at look for these different things we'll actually be having one where literally all you have to do is hike a trail mm -hmm. and you have to tell us can you see the markers from each tree you oh, know because okay. we want to redo all of our trail markers and make your experience as those who are hiking and biking a lot better oh yeah. that's terrific um, and I know Earth Day is coming up. Uh, you guys have stuff planned, I would assume? Yeah, so very exciting. This year is the 50th year anniversary of Earth Day. Um, so 50 years ago, they started, the f they had the first Earth Day, and so we decided um, that we wanted to do something extra special for this anniversary. And our Earth Day is normally celebrated on April 22nd. But our events, um, which are going to be five days of events, are April 14th through the April 18th. That is a Tuesday through a Saturday. This event is therefore called Earth Day 5 for 50. Five days of events in honor of the 50th anniversary. Um, all of these events are focused around the climate action theme that uh, the Earth Day 
group has actually decided on. And so what's really cool, we're gonna have um, professional environmental speakers come and do lectures. Mm -hmm. We're actually gonna have a citizen science fair. So it's funny we were just talking about that. Because yeah. we're gonna have a citizen science fair that highlights citizen science projects that you can get involved with all throughout the region. As well as ones that you don't, you, all you have to have is a phone and an app okay. uh, to do. And then the final day is a trail work day. Uh, where you can come and help uh, out with some different trail work. All right. And uh, that'll be on Facebook and yeah, yeah. We'll so look at that. Um, one thing I'm very excited about this event is because it is such a special anniversary and because we are located a little bit away from Troy and Albany, we decided to have some special incentives to try to attract people to oh, come right. to more than one event. Um, so we have a whole tier system of incentives. Um, so the, the first and foremost one is the trails day, because you're putting manual labor out. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to you know, give you a little bit of a reward. So you will get four program tickets to come back at any time to okay. uh, enjoy our different programs that we just mentioned mm -hmm. that we continue to do throughout the year. Um, if you come to all three lecture series, so our three lectures are what is climate change, why does it matter, and how can you help? So if you come to all three of those, then you'll get two boat passes um, to enjoy over the summer. Oh, awesome. So that includes our canoes, our kayaks, our paddle boats, and our paddle boards. Uh, if you come to four out of five of the events, you'll get a tent rental. So we have a program tent that we don't, normally don't rent out. Uh, it's right by the beach, beautiful mm -hmm. view. Uh, and so you'll be able to rent out that tent. And if you come to all five of the events, not only will you get everything I just said, yeah. <laughs> but you'll also get a chance to win an Empire Pass. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah, and so very well, excited. What is the Empire Pass? So the Empire Pass um, is a year where you can go to any New York State Park across the state as much as you want. Um, and that includes our park, of course. <laughs> All the parks in this region and, and you know, as, as far north as Alexandria Bay, as far west as uh, Niagara Falls, and then as far south as New York City. Yeah. And then even boat launches, I believe, are in there too. Yeah, I think it's there's a, a couple other yeah. extra little things as yeah. well. And um, you know, each time you enter a park, it can be anywhere between six and eight dollars. Mm -hmm. So that saves you six and eight dollars every time. So um, now, if I want to do some camping, I can't do that here. But where can I go camping? Yeah. So the one of the places that's actually kind of affiliated with this park is Cherry Plain State Park. Um, that's just a little bit south of here. Um, the woman, Melissa Miller, who is the manager of this park, is actually also the manager of that park. Um, and so that's one of the closest places to go camping. So no, we don't have camping at this park, but we do have pavilion rentals, uh, the beach, of course. Um, and so there is, yeah, there's, there's camping around and yeah. All right. So now we're going we're gonna to dive into a few few questions and we want some rapid fire responses <laughs> all right to, to just answer real quick all right canoe or kayak uh kayak kayak all right hiking boots or hiking shoes Ooh, shoes shoes all right sandals or flip-flops flip-flops all right uh backpack or day pack day pack all right uh fishing pole or hiking stick hiking stick all right 
Um, and then snowshoes or skis? Skis. All right. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> so uh, this has been a lot of fun. This is a great, uh, great space. Um, if, if, if any teachers are listening, they can contact because there's programs to get school groups up here. Definitely, you want to yeah. talk about any of those? Yeah, so for the school groups, there's um, actually this um, incentive to try to bring school groups here. You don't have to have all of the money for it, um, although you do have to apply to it beforehand. Um, and so we do lots of different school programs um, as well as summer programs. Mm -hmm. um, so even if you are a homeschool group, um, you could come in the summer as long as you call us ahead of time um, and set that up. And then we can do programs on geology, ecology, stars, wind, whatever it may be. There's one of us who might have an expertise in it. Um, and again, you know, that phone number is 518-279. One one five five. All right. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on before we wrap this up? Um, not in particular. Although I do want to say um, all of these events are on Facebook, and you do not need to have a Facebook account in order to um, access uh, the Grafton Lakes State Park Facebook. You can also look up Grafton Lake State Park. Our website the, um, also has the events. It's down in the right corner. So it is a little hard to find on the actual <laughs> park website. Um, but you can also, if there's something you're, you're interested in, maybe you know, for Earth Day, for uh, instance, type in Earth Day, Grafton Lake State Park, things will pop right up. Pop right up. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, as always, you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, um, iTunes, Podcast Attic, and Google Play Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.